Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So a lot of people are saying that the Padres, we just talked about it, they need to get some outfield help, first base, DH, but they may not sign a free agent. In fact, I don't know that they will. And in lieu of a trade, they got a bunch of guys they can bring to spring training and, and and give them a shot, Jim. What do these guys look like, you know, in your mind? And who's well, who has a chance to, you know, make a make a make a splash? Well, the the you know Padres Twitter is always all over me because Jacob <laughs> Marcy's list after he destroyed the Arizona Fall League and. And I do like Jacob Marcy. I mean, I still think he has to like, he, but he's barely played above right. high A. You know, the, the fall league is like a launching pad, and he's talented, but he's played 16 games in Double A. And then you, I mean, you've got you know Nathan Martorella, who like Marcy was kind of an undervalued guy in the 2022 draft, who who looks like he, you know he's going to be something, but again, he's barely played in the upper minors. I don't think. You know, if their farm system is going to provide help at those positions, it's probably going to be because AJ Prowler goes out and makes a trade, which I don't know that he's necessarily going to do. But we can never put it past him. I mean, most of their their best outfielders are at least a year or two away. Yeah, that, that's that's how I I see things too. I mean, I know the the Padres, you know, have moved up the rankings in terms of um, you know top teams with with farm systems, but the only guy that I see right now that could be able to help is Jackson Merrill. He, he's Closer than you know, either you know their their top prospect and Ethan Salas uh, or anybody below. But Jackson Merrill does have an opportunity um, to to make this ball club or to at least make an appearance at the big league level. Do you think that's likely in the outfield because of some of those things you just mentioned? It very well could be. I mean, and, and you know the thing, and it, you know Ethan Salas is their best prospect, but Jackson Merrill is you know one of the top ten or fifteen prospects in baseball too. He's a tremendous hitter. He won't be 21 until, I think, mid-April. He's still really young, but he's so advanced as a hitter. I mean, he spent a couple months in double-A last year, and I agree. Like, like that would be the guy. Like, you know, because the thing is, you know, Jack can play shortstop. I, I'd say he's an average, maybe a tick above average at shortstop. But as we all know, the Potters have, you know, Xander Bogarts and, you know, Machado and Tati. You, know, you, you guys all over the place. I mean, you know, you can only play one shortstop, and I think it's more likely – that you could see Merrill in left field. I think, you know, his bat is that good. It would profile left field. And I don't think he'll make the opening roster, but I could see my, my guess is there's a good chance he could open the season in triple a. And, and my guess is whether it's double a or triple a, they are going to start working outfield into his mix. 
Jim Callis is with us talking about uh, the minor league system for this uh, Padre ball club and uh, who might be able to contribute. I've seen some people who have predicted that Ethan Salas will make a uh, make an appearance on the big league roster this year. Do you think that is a possibility, Jim? Do you do you buy into that thinking? I do not buy into that thinking. I mean, you, you can never say never, right. but but he's not going to be eighteen until June. Like, and Ethan Salas is unbelievable prospect i mean i think he is one of the best prospects in baseball i know that there's a team out there that you know when you factor in his age and you project out his career thinks that ethan salas is the most valuable talent in baseball big leagues or minor leagues you know because he's going to have such a long career and be talented but that said i mean i know he got to double a last year i'll be honest i don't know why he got to double a last year you know he hit 209 games in, in high a so, okay, now, you know, he's 17 years old. Let's send him to double-A, and he can get nine games there, and he hit 179. Like, like, in all honesty, he should start this year in high-A. And I cannot imagine a scenario – and you're right. I mean, I've seen people project, like, you know, he's gonna be in the, he could be in the big leagues by the end of the year. I, I can't imagine a scenario where that would make any sense. Like, like I don't know why you would start a service time t- clock ticking – as good as he is, I just don't see any way he'd be ready. I mean, he's a catcher, and while he's advanced for his age, I mean, he's super advanced offensively, defensively for his age. I mean, that's a position where you don't just step into the big league yeah. at 18 years old and handle a big league staff. Like, like I just don't see any way. I mean, I, realistically, even if he comes up next year, in 2025, he will be 19. Um, so that that would be pretty crazy, too. Like, I think the last 19-year-old catcher to come up might have been Ivan Rodriguez. Um, you know, who had a pretty good career. But, like, I don't think we'll see Salas this year. That would that, that would shock me. Jim Callis, MLB Pipeline, joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And we, we've talked a little bit about the position players, but Robbie, Robbie Snelling's made a, quite some noise here over the past year and, and seems to be coming along pretty fast. Is he a guy that could find his way with some time this year, or is he another year away before we possibly see him in a big league uniform? I think if he keeps doing what he did last year, we could see him in the big leagues. I mean, again, he's young. He won't be – he won't be – I mean, he'll be 20 all season. He doesn't turn 21 until December. But I think pitchers are different than hitters, you know, where, you know, the, the theory, you know, you only have so many bullets in the gun, and if, if the stuff is, is big league stuff and he's throwing strikes, you get him up there. You know, it, you know Robbie got to double A toward the end of last year, you know, made four starts, pitched very well there. I, I, I would guess he'd start in double A. But, I mean, you know, shoot, last year he had, I think, like a 182 ERA, uh, despite being super young and moving up, you know, across three levels. If he keeps pitching like that, I, I could see him. You know, like, here's the thing. I, the Padres should be better than they were last year. And if they contend and Robbie Snelling's pitching well, which I think he will, like in the second half of the season, it would make some sense. Like, I, I think we could see him. I think we could see Drew Thorpe, who they acquired in the Juan Soto trade. I think we could see – you know, a guy who's kind of sneaky, who doesn't get talked about, but moved pretty quickly last year and has pretty good stuff is Adam Mazur, who was a second-round pick a couple years ago. I, I do think with the pitchers, we could see them move those guys more aggressively. Jim, uh, it sounds to me, just in having this discussion, that the guys that we know the most about, I mean, just in general, for those of us who don't follow the, the minor league system, you know, tremendously close, it seems to me that the names we know are probably not the guys that are going to – you know, likely make it this year, but somebody's going to have to make it from the minor leagues this year. It just seems to me the way this this roster is is kind of coming together. 
So, I mean, yeah, who, is I mean it? who is it? I mean, who who could we see? I mean, to be honest, I mean, I mean, pitchers. I, I like I said, I think you could have pitchers, but I mean, mo- I mean, I'm look. You look at their best position players in the system. You know, we're, we're in the process of updating our Potters list, but our season-ending list. The best position players on that list: Salas is 17, Merrill's 20, yeah, uh, Samuel Zavala is 19, Dylan Head. They just drafted last year out of high school is 19. Yeah. Like those guys aren't necessarily going to be that ready. And you know, I mentioned. I mean, I think Martorella and Marcy are probably the best bets. But I also think it's an awful lot to ask. I mean, they're they're older. They're they're 22. But I mean, these were 2022 draft picks who played one full season in pro ball and have barely played in Double A. I think Martorella's played you know 23 games and Marcy's played. I don't think Marcy's even played that many in Double A. Um, he played 16. Like I, I just I think you got to start those guys in Double A this year and maybe they're ready by the end of the year if things continue to go well. But I don't think you can. I don't think they're ready to step in. I mean, you know, one thing's, I mean, AJ obviously has made a lot of trades and they gave up, you know, some young position players to, to get Soto in the first place. And while the system, I mean, the system's pretty deep. I mean, it, they've rebuilt the system. There's a lot of talent in there, but it just doesn't have a bunch of bats who are really ready to step in in the first half of this season. Jim Cowles joins us here, MLB Pipeline. And, Jim, let's talk a little bit about some of the top prospects across Major League Baseball as we're getting closer to spring training. You're you're hearing Jackson name quite a bit in terms of having a chance to make this uh, big league roster. Based on what the Brewers are doing, and it seems like they're moving pieces uh, left and right, Jackson Cherio could have a chance to, to be a big leaguer. We saw Evan Carter come up. I mean, who are you looking forward to out of these young guys this year um, to come up and, and make a type of impact that we saw a guy like Evan Carter have when he did come up. Yeah, I, can I say all of the above? I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of guys ready to step in. I mean, the Orioles just made the trade to get Corbin Burns from the Brewers, and they traded Joey Ortiz, and I think that makes it a little easier to get Jackson Holiday in the lineup. And I think he's I – I, I can't remember too many young hitting prospects as impressive as him. You know, Jackson Churio is, you know, obviously you're doing something right if you get an $82 million contract before you make your big league debut. But, <laughs> right. I mean, Churio is like crazy combination. Of, I mean, you can call him a 30-30 guy. I mean, he might be a 35-35 or a 40-40 guy. Um, Junior Caminero is just 20 years old. He might be the best power hitting prospect in, the, in, the, in baseball, and we saw him at the end of the season with the Rays. You mentioned Evan Carter, who – you know, I don't think the Rangers make the playoffs without Evan yeah. Carter providing a spark in September. And then, you know, <laughs> he's so young and he needs batting third and fourth throughout the playoffs and not phased by any of it. And the funny thing is, you could argue he might not even be the best outfield prospect in their system because they have Wyatt Lankford who came out of last year's draft. And I think Lankford's got an even higher ceiling. Lankford rocketed to AAA in his first pro summer and you know, speaking of that draft, you got guys like Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz. I, I think I just rattled off seven guys, and I think we're going to see all seven of those guys in the big leagues. Those are, those are our top seven guys on our top 100 prospects list. Salas is eighth, Jackson Merrill's 12th. But those first seven guys, I think we're going to see all of them in the big leagues this year. Jim, will the Padres ever come to really regret all the movement of Juan Soto? And I'm talking about giving away – what they gave away to Washington to get Juan Soto in the first place. Like, is James Wood ever going to come up and make an impact? Is Robert Hassel ever going to be heard from again? Uh, or are the or did the Padres make up for that in what they acquired from the Yankees in trading Soto there? Yeah, I mean, 
That's a tough question. Um, I mean, I think it ultimately is going to depend, like you just said, on how the guys, you know, like the guys they got for the most part and the guys they gave up are pretty young. I mean, you could argue that they would have been better off trying to win with Soto this year, maybe trading mid midseason. I mean, I understand they were in a payroll bind and, you know, needed to replenish their whole pitching staff and they were kind of stuck. If you kept Soto, that was going to be hard to do. You know, C.J. Abrams was better in the second half last year. You know, I think there's still questions. How much impact is going to be in the bat? How much is he going to walk? Or is he just going to be kind of an empty swinger? I, I'm not, I was never a huge Robert Hassel fan. I, I don't think there's impact in that bat. James Wood could be a star. The Nationals pushed him kind of aggressively to double A last year, and he struggled, but he's still young. I, I've always been the world's biggest Mackenzie Gore fan, and he had a pretty nice year for them. Um, you know, Susana, the other pitcher they gave up in that deal, he, he's pretty far away. So, you know, looking at it, two or three of those guys could come back to bite him. And, and if that's the case, if if Abrams, Wood, Gore, you know, two of those three guys want to be pretty good players, they probably gave up more than they got for Juan Soto. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I think Drew Thorpe is a guy who could fill like a number three or four slot. I think everybody in baseball kind of saw Michael King as a sleeper. You know, they had some other arms in that deal. But it, I, I'm not going to second guess the trade because, A, when you can get a guy like Juan Soto at that point of his career, those guys don't come on the market, for one. And, two, it, it didn't work out. But, like, hey, what if, what if they beat the Phillies in the NLCS and go to the World Series in 2022 like what if they win like then then it wouldn't matter and and last year was just i mean you guys you know saw it firsthand i just saw from afar i I mean that was basically a team that probably should have won you know 90 games based on the way they played and they couldn't win one ring games and they couldn't win extra inning games they didn't make the playoffs but like if they make the playoffs and something magical happens then I don't think anybody cares that, you know, Juan Soto after who they gave up for him. But like, I, you know, I, I think AJ Proler is always going to roll the dice and I would like me too. Like if, if I could acquire a 23 year old Juan Soto, I'll roll the dice on 23 year old on on getting 23 year old Juan Soto. Jim, great stuff, man. I really enjoyed uh, catching up with you. MLB Pipeline, MLB.com, Jim Callis, formerly of Baseball America. Just wanted to make sure we're clear on that. But uh, good insight, Jim. Thanks so Thanks, much for your, uh, your help here, and uh, I think I understand the Padres situation a whole lot better. Thanks for having me. You know, I could use two paychecks, so if, if, if Baseball America wants to pay me as well, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I could use two paychecks. I'll call so that would work out. I'll call them. Okay, yeah, work, work on that. Well, I'll give you 5% if you can make that happen. Yeah, so. very good. Fair enough. I'll be uh, on the phone during this commercial break. Thank <laughs> okay, you, Okay, take care, guys. Jim Callis, good stuff there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.